0: Welcome. Welcome. I'm Nako Narder.
1: I'm Emily Walborn.
0: And this is Half Asian.
1: Half Hour.
0: This week we are reviewing one of
1: my favorite movies of all time. (laughs) Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. My first time seeing this movie. Wow okay. I've always wanted to watch it though. I had always heard about it. and knew knew it was Kel Penn and John Cho so Mm -hmm. I'd always wanted to watch it. What was your understanding of the movie before seeing it? I just knew that they were in it and that it was like a comedy and that it was like kind of a cult classic. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is written
0: by John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, who are two identical white guys, who I think the like Jewish um, neighbors are based on, if I had to guess.
1: Yes. I think that's what I had heard as well. I was shocked after the movie when I looked up who wrote it and Mm -hmm. it was these two white guys yes Yes.
0: (laughs) two white guys who based it on their friend from high school Mm -hmm. it is a stoner comedy uh that was released uh at the end of July in 2004 in the UK it was released as Harold and Kumar get the munchies
1: (laughs) I yeah I was trying to look up like uh articles about it and Mm -hmm. pretty much everything i've every article i found was written by like college guys for their school newspapers (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah that seems like it is exclusively not just the target audience but the exclusive audience (laughs) i yeah i love this movie so much um they included a role for neil patrick harris himself in the script without asking him first but uh neil liked the script and he agreed to be in it if he had turned it down their second choice was ralph macchio because they wanted Uh, someone else who was known from like being like a good guy as like a kid
1: oh i like ralph macchio
0: i do too but he's a way worse actor if we've learned anything from cobra kai
1: i suppose
0: (laughs) the role for kumar was down to Cal Penn and the actor Sendil Ramamurthy from Heroes. Mm -hmm. And I think they each had to audition like seven times. Um, Cal Penn eventually won the part. And I wonder what both of their careers would be like if things had gone the other way.
1: I read that when Cal first met uh, John Hurwitz, John Hurwitz came up to him and was like, whoa, you don't have an Indian accent. Just like as Mm -hmm. like... Because he knew that uh, Kumar didn't. And so uh-huh. I think he was like looking for that in somebody. But then mm-hmm. Calpen was like, he said he remembers saying something like, you sound like an asshole.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, White Castle gave permission in
0: 2002 for them to use their name and their chain in their film. And they ended up doing like a marketing campaign together, Krispy Kreme Donuts Mm -hmm. declined. Um, They were also asked.
1: Krispy Kreme.
0: Too good for this movie, I guess. Yes, so. Before the film was released, New Line Cinema turned a parking lot on Sunset Strip into a temporary White Castle and Mm -hmm. served 40,000 burgers to patrons, including Quentin Tarantino, Farrah Fawcett, and Jay Leno. And also uh, John Cho and Cal Penn were inducted into the White Castle Cravers Hall of Fame in two (laughs) thousand four. (laughs) who else is
1: in the hall of fame
0: that is such a good question if i had to guess no just them
1: (laughs) i love how all uh, white castle was just like all in on this
0: yeah this was the coolest thing that ever happened to them i believe
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i don't really see any white castles anymore i have to say
0: they so the reason they had this idea was because um they like grew up in new jersey and went to college in pennsylvania where i guess there aren't white Mm -hmm. castles and he would have his family like drive him to those in white castles like wow. burgers. Anyway, let's get into this uh, near perfect movie with a <laughs> large, large caveat on the uh, blatant homophobia treatment of black characters, treatment of female characters, uh, huh. arguably treatment of the Asian characters.
1: But <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. <laughs> right. So we open with Harold played by John Cho
0: mm-hmm.
1: at work. I thought this opening scene was actually pretty brilliant. Like I agree. It we see Jung Cho, but then we go over to these his two white coworkers who mm-hmm. are like one of them's going through a breakup and it's mm-hmm. like so set up like it's gonna be their movie, their mm-hmm. like white buddy movie. Mm-hmm. And they dump all the work on Harold. Mm-hmm. And then we just stay with Harold.
0: Mm-hmm. It's great misdirection. And they're also really when they dump all the work on Harold, like you're watching Harold's reactions where he's like, I know exactly what you're doing and this sucks. Whereas I think yeah. in like other movies, you're like, and they even say as they're leaving, they're like, Asian guys love doing this stuff. You probably made his day. Like that is just how yeah. the other movies roll. Yeah. And then they drive away and then we see Harold in the window and he says, fuck. <laughs> yeah. See his plans, he's life. Yeah. He doesn't just want to do work on the weekend. No one does. Then we get our opening scene of Kumar. I think, as I know, I liked this movie more than you and Jordan did. I think <laughs> a lot of my enjoyment of this movie is predicated on the huge crush I have on Cal Pen and John Chow, but like definitely having a huge crush on Cal
1: <laughs> Pen is like
0: what brings me through this movie.
1: Look, fair enough. I mean, they carried this movie for me. Like, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot more because of them. Oh, so God, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. So we see Kumar.
0: He's in an interview with Fred Willard. The cast is actually Love. crazy.
1: <laughs> Fred Willard, fourth build. Yes. credit <laughs> For this one scene that he does. It's a great scene.
0: He's interviewing for med school. He's like clearly doing well. The guy's like, I know your dad. We had a pretty good time. And like we had a pretty crazy time in med school. And this piques Kumar's interests. And he's like, really? And then he's like, yeah, we were on a basketball team where whatever the line is like very 2004 i guess is what i could say about it anyway then he gets a call from harold and he's like fuck that we're gonna go smoke weed and Fred it's like you are just in the middle of this interview um
1: yeah
0: yeah and then he says i'm not interested in med school i'm just doing this so my dad will keep paying my rent and he's mm-hmm. like but your mcat scores they're perfect and he says just because you're hung like a moose doesn't mean you do porn which <laughs> made me laugh <laughs> <laughs>
1: this movie had me for a long time like Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is funny like it's very Mm -hmm. it's like 2004 bro comedy Mm -hmm. but you know it's very uh, good at what uh, at that style (laughs) Uh, it it lost me towards the middle yeah it definitely takes
0: a turn where it loses me for a little bit then they're like white uh, i don't know neighbors i guess just these guys that they know Harold trying to park mm-hmm. his car to go to his house his apartment and they cut him off and they say this is america dude learn how to drive and then they say better ruck tomorrow <laughs> which is a reference to john's better- movie.
1: yeah which is actually pretty crazy
0: <laughs> so that actually wasn't that racist for him to say because he
1: does look like that guy He does look like, yeah, because he is that guy
0: in that movie. It's also crazy to think that he did these movies back to back.
1: Yeah, and I also like how they were like, well, we'll just put a reference to the (laughs) other movie that you just did.
0: Yeah. Then he gets in the elevator with his crush Maria. It's interracial. We've got an Asian man and a Latin woman.
1: Yeah, he has a whole like imaginary sequence of him being really suave and flirting and then you Know cuts to them just standing there awkwardly mm-hmm. in real life. Um, then you know, he he gets home. He, we learn Kumar is his roommate. Mm-hmm. Kumar is using his scissors for uh, and his pubes. Yes, <laughs> it's a very odd couple situation where mm-hmm. Harold's very uh clean and Kumar is very messy.
0: And I will say, John Cho is. Selling this kind of like stuffy clean guy, he really sells it more mm-hmm. and gives it more nuance than like the role typically is. Mm-hmm.
1: We get to see Calpan's butt, which is huge. And <laughs> I, I think on the John Cho note, it's like he, it it, it is kind of like a almost stereotypical mm-hmm. Asian yeah. portrayal of like, oh, he's an accountant or whatever he is, yeah, yeah. and he's very clean and all this, but like. it's almost like he you can tell he's doing it or at least it comes out a couple times that he's doing it because he feels like that's just what he has to Mm -hmm. be and what he has to do like Mm -hmm. he talks about eventually when we get to uh cindy kim Mm -hmm. you know it's like he keeps talking about how he'll he'll have to end up with her because that's just what happens yeah like he can't be with a maria has to be with another asian woman and Mm -hmm. so it's i don't know yeah it does give more nuance than i think a lot of other portrayals do
0: yeah i think there's a version where this character does not have the like warmth and humor that he gives it
1: Mm -hmm. then they they
0: do what they do best they get stony baloney they go over to their friends Uh, they see on tv there's an ad for white castle and they're like that's the perfect food we have to go have that Mm -hmm. um they make some homophobic jokes um and then they Mm go on their adventure to
1: go get some white castle and on their way, they get harassed again by the parking spot people. Yeah. Um, great. A through line of this movie. Yes, <laughs> so absolutely.
0: Up. Yeah, sort of a theme. Their first uh, obstacles: they get to the turnstile. They pay the 35 cents, but it doesn't mm-hmm. give them the green light. And, you know, they have a little back and forth about not wanting to break the law. And they end up just driving because someone's yelling at them. Harold throws the joint out the window because he's afraid because mm-hmm. they just broke the law. And so now they're a little bit, they're at least one joint poor. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a theme as well is that they keep uh, losing weed.
1: Yeah. And well, now they're in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, we're going to get murdered here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it must be a New Jersey joke. Yeah. Um, and then they see two people that look exactly like them. Just yes. Kidding beat to a pulp yes. funny. those guys uh, look like
0: a lame version of us yeah.
1: um, but they're on their way to White Castle mm-hmm. um, and when they make it there it's actually a different burger place mm-hmm. that was that bought out White Castle mm-hmm. but the guy tells them there's a White Castle 45 minutes away Yes. this scene is where the movie kind of started to lose me it's not Um, it is like a poor use of anthony anderson i think i'm not a big fan of his um especially in this movie and it uh yeah the jokes are just like a little bit too uh, too gross out
0: yes i think if this movie were like i understand that it is like for college guy stoners or whatever but Mm -hmm. i think if this movie were like 15% less crass it would be a legit like classic perfect movie
1: yeah it's it's odd because like some of the jokes like the homophobic jokes with their neighbors Mm -hmm. um before they leave it's like you can tell they're trying to be kind of smart about it they're like trying to turn it on its head yeah you know but it like doesn't I don't know. It's just like with the rest of the humor, it doesn't quite land as a satire. Those jokes don't really land as satire or like a smart turn on the homophobic jokes.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the scene is a little bit too, it's just not what it does best, which I think like the funniest parts come from Harold and Kumar's friendship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Then he says he doesn't want to go to a Cindy Kim party. Because he mm-hmm. says, then I have to actually give a shit or she calls me a Twinkie, which predates the CRA banana trailer explanation explanation by 14 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of offensive that the CRA trailer is assuming that the audience uh, not only isn't Asian, but hasn't seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle.
1: They should have put that in the, in the Crazy Rich You're right. trailer. You're they should have put this scene and then <laughs> and then been like, but now we're also doing it. So yes. here it is with Aquafina instead. Cut in and then Bak Bok bitch. <laughs> That's actually the director's cut.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. That's how I would cut it. <laughs> the only change I would make. Then they go to the East Asian Students Club that Cindy Kim is. We get Cindy, we get Kenneth mm-hmm. who's played by Bobby Lee. Oh, okay. And this is another scene and that I like him, yeah. yeah, he looks different for sure. It's another scene where like it is just a bunch of asian people but because mm-hmm. there's so many there and it is just like like Bobby Lee's character is funny and is like it's funny. He's like a little like weird nerd and like Cindy is like annoyed.
1: Mhm. And meanwhile Kumar is off trying to get weed. Yeah. So we're kind of cutting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Kumar picks up two like british girls mm-hmm. while he's buying weed and then cindy kim's club is like oh let's go to the party we gotta we gotta get there and he um harold really doesn't want to go but you know he's a pushover so he goes with them and then um kumar comes and saves harold from the quote joy luck club party Mm -hmm.
0: um (laughs) pulls a random asian guy who's walking by and says this is harold's understudy
1: (laughs) and then they they smoke some weed they get caught they're on the run from the
0: they throw more
1: weed into the stairwell yeah. They're, yeah, they're on the run from campus security. They run into the uh, bathroom and ends up being the girls' bathroom where the two uh women that he just picked up are pooping. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're like, let's go talk to that dishy Indian guy, but first. And then they decide to play a game called Battle Shits, which is just them back and forth having explosive diarrhea and Harold and Kumar in the middle stall. Um they get really grossed out. They drop all their weed in the toilet and then. Run. I, I found this
1: funny. I like it. I don't <laughs> speak for, him, but I know Jord- this wasn't Jordan's favorite scene mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, I I thought it was pretty funny to yeah. like have these two like beautiful college women just pooping. Yeah. For a long time. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. played for laughs. It's not so. It's not like a, it like we were talking about last week, No Madland. It's not like, you know, Frances McDormand mm-hmm. doing her business because she needs to, and mm-hmm. it's just being like a realistic, yeah, uh, portrayal It's it's definitely played for laughs, but
0: yes, I yeah, as as a uh, female huge fan of this movie. I am uh-huh. looking for opportunities for women to be included in this in a way that feels good. And this scene is one where I feel like they're like in on the joke or just like they get to participate. They walk past the party where Bobby Lee calls Bud Buddha, which I am going to
1: use. <laughs> um yeah, they yeah, so they have lost all their weed in the toilet and then they they're on the run. Mm-hmm. The weed guy gets caught. Mm-hmm. The two girls are like, "Hi, come come hang out with us and they're like oh god
0: no yeah i just heard you
1: poop yeah which i think it's funny then they drive
0: away they get attacked by a raccoon they Mm -hmm. nearly get into a car accident with goldstein and rosenberg and then they're like we should go to this asian party and then one of the jews says uh they're like you have yellow fever and he says i have the yellow plague there's nothing sexier than a hot asian chick that's true <laughs> but unfortunately uh, Harold has been bit by the raccoon and
1: is worried that maybe it has rabies so they go to the hospital mm-hmm. he doesn't have rabies but they do run into Kumar's dad and brother mm-hmm. they're like you gotta you know start taking life seriously mm-hmm. at these med school interviews mm-hmm. um, Kumar is surprisingly like oh he's so right give some mm-hmm. hug mm-hmm. find out he's just trying to get their badge so that they can get medical marijuana yeah. <laughs> from the hospital.
0: I also like this scene because his brother is like, you need to work harder. And he says, eat my balls, psychic. I like the balance of <laughs> crass with culture. And by culture, I mean pronouncing <laughs> someone's name right. But like, I think part of the reason I have such a big crush on Kalpen slash Kumar is that he's like, yeah, he's just like some like stoner, like slacker guy, but he also speaks Hindi, like is really good at medicine like has like a deep cultural knowledge that the society that he chooses to be in doesn't value that so he's like this is just all information I'm going to keep to myself but he has it like he has this wealth of cultural knowledge Mm -hmm. and I like when it comes out yeah we also see the guys that got the shit kicked out of them in Newark oh yeah Yeah. and I think having them be recurring makes them a little bit more human I appreciate that
1: yeah um and then Ryan Reynolds comes and Pulls them because they mistake uh, Kumar for his brother, mm-hmm. pulled into surgery, he saves a man's life who's been shot, and then he gets directions from yes. the, the, the uh, gunshot victim to yes. the nearest White Castle. <laughs>
0: This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Again, I love
1: seeing someone who is underestimated be really good at something. Yeah. I mean, they estimated that he was his brother, but <laughs> did we did we think he can actually save someone's life?
0: The audience doesn't think this. And then he pulls off a surgery and it's real hot. And then all of them take their masks off to talk, which I'm like, you guys, come on. <laughs> things are looking up. They drive away. Harold finishes his work. They seem to mm-hmm. really leaving a showing of 16 candles, which Harold previously said he loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drive away and they crash and
1: they don't have a spare tire because um, Kumar okay. got high with their neighbor and started throwing stuff from Harold's car over into a over a bridge or something like that. But didn't yeah. tell Harold until now.
0: So Harold is a little annoyed about that. And this is the scene that I think kind of loses me. Oh, Chris okay. Delaney drives up and is just covered in boils. Looks insane. And is like, it's like, I'll give gross. you guys a lift. I just didn't yeah. understand. Like, this character is just, like, uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He gets both of their names wrong. Which, first, he says Kumar's name is Cooney.
1: But then mm-hmm. he also
0: gets Harold's name wrong as Gerald. So it's not a racism thing. He just is hard of hearing, I guess.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it, this. It felt like almost too out of the world. Like Yeah.
0: It just is, like, scary, kind of. And, yeah. like, somehow is, like feels like it's punching down on everyone. I don't know. It, it's just like, it's a kind of uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, they meet his wife. Malin Ackerman, who I love. Who is Juna, of course, from the comeback. Yeah. She's also in the final girl. Like, she rocks. Yes. And they're like, you know, Kumar wants to sleep with her, obviously. Uh, Harold is like, no. She's flirting with him.
0: Her husband's like, you guys sex with my wife. And she's like, are you guys going to
1: have sex with me or what? <laughs> And then Randy comes in and is like, wait, what's going on? And they're like, you said we could have sex with your wife. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. Sorry. Um, and then he's like, how about a foursome? Uh, uh. It, it gets like gross again.
0: I tried to look up because I was like, I kind of wish, actually, I completely wish that Mollie Ackerman didn't show her boobs in this scene. Like it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like, if there is a funny part to it, the funny part is that she is like, okay, you guys can both have sex with me, but it has to be both of you at once. And so, like, she's, like, kind of the one in power, sort of.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We, we, we can see her. We know she's hot. We don't need to also see her boobs to know that, you know? Yeah.
0: And I tried to find any kind of interview, if she ever said, like, how she felt about that scene or how she felt about doing that movie. Mm-hmm i couldn't find anything if i tried to look at it it just showed clips of that scene so that um, cool. was a um,
1: yeah it's a low point in the movie for me for sure um but then their car's fixed so they pick up a hitchhiker it's neil patrick, neil patrick harris. harris he is horny <laughs> wanting to go party and pick up pick up women um they stop at a gas station to get some directions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is where Kumar talks to the to the store owner. The guys from the parking spot are there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just destroying the store. Yeah, bring a kayak a into the store. The store. Absolutely. Uh, and then
0: Calpen stands up to them, which is like cool, but then they decide to leave anyway. And then they're like, come mm-hmm. again. Um Mm -hmm. and then you like kind of see another shot of like them throwing stuff at the the white guys throwing stuff at the cashier whose name in the credits is indian cashier i like Mm -hmm. i wish that they had done more for him i didn't really see the point of like just like showing this guy get like bullied
1: and then like john chow and cal pen like sort of stand up for him but uh well because then when they come out mph steals their car so harold is like really mad at kumar and he's Mm -hmm. gonna go um Use the phone, but then they see them, yeah, continue to bully the cashier. Uh, so they decide to do a payphone. And I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was disappointing. This could be well, this could be a good story moment too. Of yes. Like, of them continuing to try to like Kumar take things seriously. Harold stand up for himself, but mm-hmm. they don't really take that opportunity. Yeah, definitely a missed
0: opportunity. But now mm-hmm. he's deciding he should cross the road to go get to this phone booth. He doesn't want to jaywalk, though. Kumar's like, it's 2.30 in the morning. It's fine. There's mm-hmm. no cars. Like, fine, I will. Takes one step towards the curb, and a cop car pulls up out of nowhere. hmm This, the cops in this movie, I feel mixed about, because on the one hand, the cops are obviously portrayed as abusing the law, being racist, harassing people without cause, which feels whatever progressive for its time but mm-hmm. it's still being and we'll get more into it as we like go to the jail but it yeah i don't know that it was handled correctly or that it was worth it yeah
1: it's uh it's definitely i don't well i didn't like this <laughs> jaywalking scene just because this cop was like really gross and mostly the way he was chewing his gum was really freaking me out um, <laughs> yeah. and then so then like kumar provokes the cop because he's mad at harold and harold's mad at him Mm-hmm. And then Harold accidentally punches the cop, so he is arrested and brought to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is mixed because it is like I was surprised for 2004 how like yes they even addressed that. Yeah, the justice system is yeah just racially targets black really. people. Yeah, that uh, his cellmate is just like a black guy who's, who was I think he said leaving the library. Yes. Interested. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And then, like later, they they go out because there was some kind of like gunshots, mm-hmm. and then they come back with the black man who was who's in his pajamas because he was sleeping. Like, yeah. it is surprising that they acknowledge. I don't know. It's yeah. it's it is, it is surprising that they acknowledge. Yes. How fucked up it is, but it does feel like they're putting those characters in the, I don't know, purposely, like, letting Harold and Kumar off the hook for, like, leaving it, leaving these two to be in trouble.
0: Yes, and these two white writers, like, making these jokes feels really glib when it's, like, oh, wow, this is just the way, when it's, like, people, literally, so many people have died since this movie have come out, because, like, it is, like, you're making a commentary on it, and that's important. Not that, like, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is really influencing police brutality culture. But yeah, I was like the thing that you are ultimately making jokes about is still very much an issue and you're not really contributing to solving that.
1: Yeah, it, I don't know, it's it's kind of the same as with like the girls pooping and the homophobic mm-hmm. jokes in the apartment. Like they're close. They're like very yeah, close to yeah. being like almost smart and like yeah. truly making a point, but it's just like mm-hmm. it's a little bit diluted. Mm -hmm. across the board so it's like the moments don't quite work like you kind of want them to yes in a satirical way
0: yes and I will say the next two movies that come out in 08 and 2011 do not seem to update like because part of you thinks like okay it was 2004 maybe if they were to make this movie now it would be a lot more nuanced I don't think that's true I think they like sort of stumbled into making a good point yeah because they're trying to be provocative like, they
1: weren't trying to be feminist with the battleship scene. They were trying to be provocative. Right. They were They were just, they were doing just gross-out humor. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's close in that, like, it does show, it, for 2004, it shows those kind of female characters in ways that they haven't been yeah. seen before, but it doesn't fill them out in any other way. It doesn't yeah. make them three-dimensional in any way, other than yeah. <laughs> they're hot and they poop. Yes. You know? It, yeah. It's like- it's close but it's just like not quite it explores the premise what if hot girl poop <laughs> yeah. and that's about all it
0: does but yeah. when the cop so when the cop harasses them and it's going to take them to jail he makes fun kumar's name says what kind of name is that which representation matters someone said that to me in middle school obviously i think another good example of john Cho being like a funny rule followers he's like pushing the button and he's like button technology needs to recognize urgency like he just he has some good lines like he's not just like a nerd he's like emotional yeah but oh we also when we go to jail we see the weed guy's mom bribe the cop Mm -hmm. then the cops get a report of uh, gunshots that they Mm refer to as action turns out kumar who was hiding in the vents made that false call Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a little sequence where he smells the weed and he pictures he's going on sort of a rom-com montage with the weed I like it I
1: didn't like this until he until he, he weed, yeah yeah, until he hits the, the wife yeah. quotes his weed bag yes yeah that was I right. was like oh so close again I like know. so close a lot of this movie is so
0: close and I also I imagine people listening to this like yes it is very boring to hear two women be like I thought that Harrow and Kumar was a little offensive, but this is coming from a place, at least I think from both of us, of like, this movie can be so good. It just falls yeah. short in a lot of ways. And part of it is that it's 2004, and part of it is that it's written by two Jewish white guys.
1: Yeah, and also, like, we're also coming up at it from a place of like we love comedy and we love to study comedy yes yes so so we do and i do enjoy breaking down poop jokes yes yes. (laughs) yeah yeah and it's my podcast well it's our podcast yeah it's our podcast we can talk about whatever we want (laughs) exactly
0: yes and then harold and kumar like should we help and then the guy in the pajamas says no, you probably should just get out of here. And they take that as permission to leave. Disappointing. Another opportunity missed.
1: But Yeah, I don't know. Is it, that does feel unnecessary. Now looking back, it's like, they could have gotten out another way. Like You didn't have to bring another yeah, Black character in just to kind of excuse them.
0: Yeah. They leave jail. Uh, there's a cheetah that we keep hearing about in the news that has escaped. They run into the cheetah. Uh, they get really high and then ride the cheetah out of the woods this scene is just plain fun to me
1: we get back to just some straight goofy humor harold then has this like animated dream where he is he gets knocked off the cheetah and we hear the wilhelm scream so film 101 <laughs> classic uh yeah he has this like animated fantasy about marrying maria and they're on like burger land or something like that yeah. um he wakes up to kumar looking his face he's like what What the hell? Are you looking at my face? We find out his laptop was completely destroyed, and all Mm -hmm. he's gonna have to go in early and Mm -hmm. redo all the work he just did. MPH drives by in the stolen car, and he's partying.
0: This is another scene where why did these women have to be naked? That didn't add anything to me. It just
1: yeah. So then they they kind of they trek over to Hot Dog Heaven, Mm -hmm. see their roommates or their neighbors enjoying their hot dogs yes and they decide they still want that they still want their white castle now more than ever more yes more than ever they run into the parking spot guys again they call kumar apu and harold mr miyagi they harold and kumar have had enough they steal their car Mm -hmm. and then they do thank you come again yes to the to the parking spot guys bit of a reversal Mm-hmm. then they jam
0: they listen to some of the mix CDs that the guys have in the car and it's all ladies of the 80s yeah
1: uh yeah and they they really jam too I don't... yes it's by I've been listening to it a lot since I watched the movie the song is most notably I know the song purely from Bridesmaids and it's yes. Maya Rudolph and Kristen Liggs buddy song. So it is just a buddy song yes. for uh, movie comedies. Yes. It's Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Okay. I rewatched that
0: scene. I rewatched actually a lot of the scenes. I pretty much watched the movie two days in a row. I like skipped over scenes <laughs> I didn't like, but I rewatched this scene. I love the scene. It's really sweet. Yeah. Again, the friendship is where I think it's the strongest part.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Then the police pick up uh, them on their speeding radar thing, and uh, John Shell won't back down. They drive nearly Mm -hmm. off of a cliff, but there they see the White Castle, and Kumar gives a rousing speech where he says, our parents came to this country to escape hunger.
1: Hunger, Harold. We have to go to White Castle. (laughs) So they hang like to White Castle, Um, but they're out of money because the cops stole the money from Harold's wallet mbh is there and he's like oh i'll pay for your food yeah your car's outside sorry about that i was really tripping on something um they and they get like 30 burgers each they eat they cry they keep eating Kumar has this like life Mm-hmm. Revelation that he is going to take med school seriously. He is going to his interview in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be a nerdy Indian guy, but he actually does want to be a doctor.
1: Yeah, and then Harold sees his white coworkers come in who dumped all the work on him, and he mm-hmm. he has had enough, and he has a real king moment here. Yeah, um, where he stands up to them. Yeah, and he calls them cockboy. <laughs> yeah. That's that was actually pretty funny. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then the other guy's like, "I have a comeback
1: too, uh, <laughs> cockboy." Yeah, and so they make it home. He's like, "I'm gonna right." As they're driving home, um Harold says, "I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna talk to Maria." Mm-hmm. Finally, they run into Maria. Of course, he doesn't talk. Yeah, uh, Calpensaro wingman says, "Hey, go back down in the get something from the car for me." Okay, bye. And then Harold does it, and he talks to her, and they make out.
0: Mm-hmm it's very good I again like part of me thinks that this is a movie that would be stronger if there was no love interest because sometimes I think it just gets thrown in there for no reason Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really add that much to this movie
1: but because he's kind of already had his his change moment in standing up to the co-workers yeah he's already realized what he needs to do and has done it
0: yeah. And the Maria character is just sort of like his reward, which isn't great. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, she is into it. They are, like, cute. And in the mm-hmm. later movies, she recurs and is more of a big deal. But I think, overall, the movie probably would have been better without that storyline. Mm-hmm. And then the is basically over. There's a post credit scene where mm-hmm. Tark and Nathaniel Brooks sue the New Jersey Police Department for racial discrimination.
1: Mm-hmm. The cops
0: are arrested. The dicks are arrested. The, like, uh, their neighbors, because they left a bunch of weed in their car. Mm-hmm. Like sketches of Harold and Kumar that they say are extremely accurate, <laughs> and then it's like two really, really racist cartoons, and you hear Harold yeah. and
1: Kumar laugh. Yeah, I I was trying to look up articles about like the representation you know, and like if anybody had written anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, only one person really had, definitely a big fan of of the film pretty much saying like kumar is such good representation because he is like seen he's not only like sexual Mm -hmm. but he's sexualized he's like desired by women of all races and Mm uh you know i would say the same thing about harold too Mm -hmm. like so in that in that way i do i agree yeah it's good representation for asian men
0: and in the problem with poo. Cal Penn is interviewed in it, and he mm-hmm. said, like, he has had like Indian guys come up to him and be like, hey man, because of you, like people call me Kumar. And he's like, Okay, mm-hmm. but better that than like a poo, right? And they're like, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I could I saw this movie for the first time, I think in college, maybe high school, and mm-hmm. I couldn't believe like even all of the like racist insults that they receive, like Toilet Club, Late Night Math Session, Mr. Miyagi, whatever. Mm -hmm. i really like all of those because these are obviously jokes that people made we shouldn't act like people aren't making them sometimes they're like again like i've been having some conversations with some of my white friends from high school who are like oh we shouldn't have said that stuff and i'm like that isn't that's fine like they're obviously jokes Mm -hmm. or just i don't know like there shouldn't be an erasure of like things that were absolutely said and were part of the culture and like fed into how an entire generation of people feels about themselves Mm -hmm. and so I was sort of floored I feel like my issue is that like Asian people it's like never acknowledged that they are Asian they're treated like they're white like there's it just was so cool to see like stuff that I've heard people say to me be in this movie or like Asian people say I am Asian and like this is a pressure I feel like it that was like one of the coolest things to me and that aspect I think still holds up even after so much of representation has like improved
1: yeah yeah I mean for 2004 not only just yeah. for 2004, but, like, in general, it is good. <laughs> I was, like, surprised at how great of a representation it really is for these two characters. Yes. Um, another article I read said um, they really liked the film because it showed that, quote, we can be stoners too. We can go out and party and have a good time. It also had an anti-racist message.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they
1: kind of come across that gang that's putting them down again and again and the protagonist emerges tri- triumphant in the end mm-hmm.
0: yeah true. like you were just seeing all of these scenes from their perspective where you're on their side
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I think that's great they're supposed to be playing 22 year olds and do you know how old they are when they're filming this
1: uh, let's see since so 2004 2008 um, Cal Penn probably is like m- mid 20s he is 27 okay all right. I was thinking 26. So I was close. Yeah. John Cho. Hmm, hard to tell. Could be early 30s.
0: Yep. He is 32. <laughs> and he looks amazing.
1: Yeah. Look, that's mm-hmm. that's what we've also learned on this podcast is pretty much uh, East Asian actors in particular can yeah. really play any age they want to.
0: Asian don't raisin, as they say. Mm -hmm. Another fun fact is that in 1999, uh, Cal Penn played a different guy named Kumar in a TV (laughs) movie called Brookfield. Wow. Neil Patrick Harris plays a straight person who, and that like kind of gets more and more as the movies progress, but he was not openly gay until Mm -hmm. two years after. He didn't come out until 2006 after White Castle was released. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people contribute this movie to relaunching his career because he was in How I Met Your Mother in
1: 2005. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess if it was pre-How I Met Your Mother, I did like all of the Doogie Howser references. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So there's two sequels. And then in 2016, John Cho said he had pitched an idea for a fourth Harold and Kumar. He said he really wants it to happen. And- Mm -hmm. In 2014, it was announced that Adult Swim picked up Harold and Kumar: The Animated Series, but it was never produced. So who knows if there will ever be? There probably shouldn't be. There's two more, and they keep decreasing in quality. And also, Calpin looks old now. He's still hot, make no <laughs> mistake, but you know, he looks forty.
1: Yeah, it would it would be harder, I feel like, to do stoner comedy. Mm-hmm.
0: Although maybe that's representation we need. Is yeah, maybe
1: stoner olds, forty year old <laughs> stoners. Yeah, what would you give this? Okay, so I I do have a hard time. I did have a hard time writing it just because of the representation Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. for Harold and Kumar, um, the characters. I gave it a, I think I I stand by my three stars. I think Uh, a lot of it I found fun and funny. Great representation for those two. A lot of other uh, caveats that we talked about. Yeah. i think for representation i don't know i i think it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to totally to say because i just from a 2021 perspective representation yeah. has changed so much mm-hmm. but if i had seen this in high school or younger mm-hmm. uh or college i would have probably been more inclined to be like oh it's just perfect representation for these two defining mm-hmm. stereotypes etc mm-hmm. i think i would probably give it like a a four three yeah. and a half for four for representation yeah yeah i don't know because there's some of the racist stuff too it's like so much of it throughout yeah. the movie it's like kind of like uh i wish they could just let them be stoners yes. and like not really even have to touch on the race stuff
0: yes and when they say like harold is based on their friend from high school harold's like a pretty normal he isn't actually like that remark so like he's <laughs> yeah. an asian guy in high school and that's what that's based on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What about you? It's a five and a five for me, dog. With fair, enough. Big Aster, fair enough. Fair enough. I do think, like, they do a lot of stuff that is at best clumsy and at worst pretty offensive, and will <laughs> mm-hmm. only continue to be as time goes on. But in terms of a movie that makes me feel so good when I watch it, as an Asian person, makes me feel part of the intended audience, and mm-hmm. as a horny person, it gives me a lot of time <laughs> to see Cal Penn and John Cho be really hot.
1: <laughs> look fair enough it felt like
0: the second season of fleabag where you keep rewinding 10 seconds to see them just like have good chemistry uh, yeah they, like rewind so many scenes just to like see them say stuff again
1: yeah i know i just wish it was more like it's weird for that kind of comedy to want more of like an emotionally grounded yeah uh, like a lot more emotionally grounded scenes and just like really focus on their relationship yeah more so than like there's just like so much plot at a certain point it's like mm-hmm. every scene they're running into somebody or like yeah. something happens to them I'm like ah just give us some more yes some more like moments between them so we can yeah. see the relationship develop
0: it is like almost exhausting watching them go on this essentially like carnival ride where they just like mm-hmm. meet like weirdo after weirdo
1: yeah i because I, I well i guess after so after they escaped the randy mm-hmm. uh juna stuff i'm like okay so we'll have a little bit of a breather immediately they pick up (laughs) the magic Harris.
0: yeah it is yeah the pacing is interesting
1: but you know it's like so it's so a 2000s comedy yes. (laughs) yes and i would kill to write a
0: movie like this that i could stand by but i yeah I think it's a lot of fun I love it yeah I, it is something that like I don't need other people to and I also you liked it fine like this isn't it's like something that I admit has so so many flaws and I love it so
1: much but you know I love a lot of movies from that era too that also have a lot of flaws it's just of the times you know
0: yeah watching a comedy in the early 2000s as a gay viewer uh it had to be a pretty horrible experience it is I'm left sure. and right
1: yeah absolutely
0: but I wanted to leave us on an uplifting note. I was looking, I was doing some digging and the guy who played Cal Penn's dad in the namesake passed away, but he had kept in touch, like they had all kept in touch for a long time. And so the guy's name was Irfan Khan and his son Babel mm-hmm. got a message from Cal Penn. I think he tried to reach out to the cast just to like hear stories about mm-hmm. like his dad and what it was like to be on that. Here was Cal Penn's message to him. He said, "Babble." I'm so moved that you reached out and it means so much to me to hear that story. Thank you. The namesake is the project I'm most proud of, the one that brought me the greatest artistic happiness and getting to work with and know your father was such a big part of that. I think I met you and your brother in Calcutta when we were filming. I've thought of you too and your mom a lot this past year and wasn't sure how to get in touch to share my love and gratitude. It really means so much that you reached out. Thank you. Let me know if you're ever in New York post-pandemic and please give your mom love.
1: Aww. Isn't that so nice? so sweet. That's so nice. That's so nice. Yeah. Calpan Rocks.
0: I love him so much. I wish Sunny Sunny side hadn't been canceled, but I understand that it wasn't that funny. <laughs> I
1: haven't seen that one.
0: I think you would like it. It's really quick. I know Joel Kim Booster is in it, right? Joel Kim Booster is in it. Io Atterbury is the story oh. editor. It's it's really good. There's no way you won't like it, and it's very quick. I think it's like oh. America trying to do Kim's convenience, kind of.
1: Okay. Yeah, sad news about Kim's this week as well. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but we don't have to get into it, because that's such an uplifting note to, to yes, end on. correct. On CalPen. All right, well, thank you guys. Next week we'll be doing
0: Harold and Kumar go to the Meg. Mm-hmm. I hear that there's a scene where they ride her. Yes, and the Meg the some stuff that does not hold up well today,
1: <laughs> but... We're really going to confront her about it. We're going to grill her. We're going yeah. to hold her accountable. <laughs> Thanks guys